What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Geek Boutique Podcast. Now, I'm I'm unsure if we are actually live this time. Uh, it doesn't look like we are again. Something weird is going on here. Let me see here. No, it's I I see the live now. Are we live now? Yeah. Ah, well, there we go. There's it is there. So so William is uh, saying it is glitching. Uh, so I'm not sure what's going on. Misty welcome Beans back. Ashley saying welcome back. I think we're back. I think it's all working. Keeps glitching, but you're live. Okay. So that's Shana. weird because we're yeah. not glitching at all from our end, which is very, very strange. That is strange. The hype was real. Absolutely. It was so real. We crashed the friggin' uh, YouTube server. YouTube could not handle us. It's working now, says William. We are, <laughs> NATO, we are having trouble. All right. Well, <clears throat> guys, if we lose you again, we'll try to keep reloading. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Ashley's saying, I don't see glitching. Uh, okay. Last live lasted 40 seconds. Yeah, that's why I wasn't sure. There was nobody on the live. And then when I actually looked at the YouTube channel, it was only showing 39 seconds or whatever it was. So I was like, well, that's not right. <clears throat> so, you know, we're a little slow sometimes, but we figure it out. You know, give us a break. We're just a couple of old guys here. Uh, what's going on, everybody? This is another episode of your favorite geeky podcasts. We are Thursday, November 30th. Like I was saying in my previous intro that <laughs> apparently nobody heard. There's only a few of these left for the year. Um, but this weekend, we're all getting together. Technical difficulty spillover. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Andrew. exactly yeah, what's happening. You, you nailed, it. nailed it. Yeah, so guys, if you didn't know, or if you weren't on the technical difficulties pre-show, we are getting together Saturday at 3 p.m. Toronto District Market. We are Christmifying our cosplays, and we're just going to hang out, cause some commotion, and hopefully not get kicked out. That'd be Cause. funny as hell, wouldn't it? No, no, it would not. We're too I mean, old to make kicked out of places. Or so a good video. That's it'd sure. make for good content. I don't know that it would make a good like rest of the day or evening type of thing. I feel like that's probably going to be not as advantageous. You're back. Thanks, Data. Absolutely. Yes, it's, it's we right are behind back. me, right behind my front. Um, as we talked about in the technical difficulties pre-show, it is just JS and I today. There is no guest. We are having one of our geekly updates. We haven't done this in a while. So we want to hear from you guys as well. There's going to be a number of topics that we're going to be, uh, discussing as far as, uh, the geek, the geek world goes. Uh, JS has got a whole bunch of stuff written down. I, of course, have done no prep whatsoever. Uh, I spent most of my time napping or eating or working or whatever. So... JS, if you want to start us off with a topic. By the way, guys, if there's something that you guys want to discuss specifically, throw it in the chat. We can't mm -hmm. get to everything. But if you hit us with something spicy, we might uh, we might find a way to talk about it. But JS, we what do you spicy do you, stuff to talk about? We do sure, have some spicy sure. stuff to talk about. What do you want to start uh, with? Well, before we get started, uh, guys, uh, I, I first of all, I want to say thanks to everybody who's already ordered the new Geeks Go hoodies. Um, with the amount of people that have actually ordered hoodies, I, I placed a massive hoodie order. Uh, and then my order wasn't shipping because I don't think they had all of the sizes that I wanted. The hoodies are in. They're going to get made this weekend. Um, actually, Jeff, you're going to be taking a couple back to London for some people that uh, we know out there. Um, if you haven't ordered yours right away or if you haven't ordered yours already, make sure you order it. 
Actually, if you order it before the end of tomorrow, you're also going to get a free leather key tag with your order. But regardless, if you order it between now and December 24th, you're going to be entered to win one of our Mando helmets. That's right. I'm giving away either my armorer, my Bo-Katan, or my actual Din Djarin helmet, which I haven't gotten to around to finishing yet. I keep saying it. I got to get around to finishing it, but it is getting done, guys. It's so only if been, you want the Mando been, helmet. It's been weeks. It's fine. It's only it's been, been like been a, like like two months, like you know. Months, whatever. Whatever. Fine. You know, it is what it is. It, it will get done. Uh, but you do get your choice. Every dollar you spend gets you an entry to win one of our helmets. Sweet. I choose. Do, like, I, a, I choose like the Predator helmet draw. there on the on the on the stand. That's well, the, yeah, I you know, if you if you if you. I mean, I, I told you before, man, if you want one of those, like, I super don't happen. I super don't. No, I'm you know? good. Thanks. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm good. There's not going to be. It doesn't work with three. It only works with two. No, it doesn't. No, it absolutely doesn't. So uh, make sure you're ordering your merch. How do you get there? Make sure you're going to the Geeks and Co. link tree through the Geeks and Co. Instagram bio. Click on the link tree. You're going to see, I believe it's the first option there. It takes you right to the Geeks and Co. homepage, which will take you the first link there is right to the shop. So get your merch. Uh, it sounds like it, the orders are going pretty fucking fast and furious. So if you want to get it yeah. until Christmas, I would suggest you jump on that as yes. soon as you possibly can. 100%. Because yeah. if we start having issues getting sizes and stuff like that, the longer we wait, the less you are to get your order before Christmas precisely um there was a pretty big thing that happened actually i think was announced last thursday and we completely forgot to talk about it on the podcast oh and i know it's been talked to death by now but i feel like we need me and you need to talk about it Uh you know i feel like if there's two guys that tend to be on the same page when it comes to star wars as me and you even though you suck because you haven't watched any of the animated (laughs) but whatever Dave Filoni was named. I suck. Um, creative. No, what was it called? Chief Creative Officer. Correct. CCO. Correct. Of Lucasfilm. Yes. So the creator of, <laughs> you know, the Clone Wars, the creator of Rebels, the creator of Mando, Boba yes. Fett, Ahsoka. Yeah. yeah. He's now in charge of star of of the creative. At Star Wars, so nothing's going to go out of Star Wars without. I love space hobos. I love, yeah. Well, so do I. <sighs> okay, so well, you have a hot take on this, I'm sure. I do. I do have a hot take, and I had to. I had to like bring some people down to earth when I had this similar hot take with some other people. They were like, "Why do you gotta mess up like my good time? That's that you suck so bad." So here's the problem. He's chief of creative, absolutely. So any creative decisions are going to go through Dave, Fo- Dave Foley. Dave Foley, not from Kids in no, the Hall. Dave Foley. Dave Filoni. Yes. The problem is he's not Kevin Feige. He's not also producing the properties. He's not in charge of the money. That's still Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. So any creative is going to go through Dave, but that does not mean Dave is going to have carte blanche to just create whatever he wants. For sure. The money still has to come from. So ultimately, the money still decides. So it's still going to be Kathleen Kennedy that's going to green light and pay money for whatever it is. It's just those creative decisions are going to come through Dave Filoni. So it's not quite as all encompassing, I think, as a lot of people were like kind of making it out to be like, I'm glad they have one central guy to help steer the ship creatively. Exactly. So that we don't get what we got with the sequel movies where everything was just kind of all over the place that I will give you. But I think it's, 
I think people are maybe putting it a little bit too much on a pedestal, thinking that that's basically going to give him say over everything. And it's still not no. because she still has the purse strings and he has the 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 creativity to it. So they're still going to have to work sure. in conjunction together. Yes. And so 100%. all of you that are thinking like, oh, we don't have to worry about Kathleen Kennedy anymore. You're completely wrong. She's still in charge of Star Wars because she holds the money and they can't make anything without that. So. They just have a guy to steer the ship now, and I think that's important because clearly he's passionate about Star Wars. Does everybody love his take on Star Wars? No. And in fact, we've talked about it here on this podcast. Dave relies heavily on the Skywalker saga. That's his bread mm -hmm. and butter. That's what everything ties in together through the Skywalker saga. And a lot of people, including people on this podcast, have been like, we're kind of tired of the Skywalkers. Like, can we move on to something else? I don't think we're going to get a whole lot of something else if Dave Filoni is going to be calling most of the creative shots moving forward. What's your take? Um, If we can get more moments like the season finale of Mendo season two. You know what? Yeah, bring it on. Like, fucking right. I'll stay in the Skywalker saga for the end of the time if you keep bringing me moments like that. Have you know you, what I mean? Do you feel like they've achieved a moment like that since that happened? No, that not happened? really. Not really. Um, not really. And uh, there, there have... Well, I mean, there's been some good moments, but they, they haven't really. Um, I think that... There are other places we can go with Star Wars... I just feel like for so many people, Star Wars is Luke and Vader, right? That's what Star Luke. It's well, it's Han, Luke, Leia, Chewie, and Vader, right? That's Star Wars for for so many people. Filoni was this. a bad move if you think of it. His position is for all of Lucas, meaning he's also in charge of properties, Indiana Jones, Willow, etc. Yet only has Star Wars experience. Well, you know what? I never even thought of that. That's a very good point. Now, my only takeaway um, on that is is they're, they're certainly done with Indiana Jones. It, it, whatever they would do with Indiana Jones moving forward, it's not going to be Harrison Ford doing Indiana Jones 6. It would be a spinoff, a prequel, or whatever. Obviously, Willow was just canceled after one season of trying to bring that back as a, as a series. So I don't think you're going to be... So I don't know what other necessarily Lucasfilm properties are even in active development so, right now that, besides Star Wars. I don't right? think there are many at all, but I, I, I will say this, even though, yeah, all of his work experience in the sense that when he took the helm of a show, the first show that he did was The Clone Wars, and he's been at the helm of Star Wars shows since, that he had been with Lucasfilm for like 15 years before he took over and, and did Clone Wars, right? So... Yeah, he, he the only thing that he's produced has been Star Wars, but he was around for a lot of other stuff at Lucasfilm, right? Like we can't we can't just say, oh well, he doesn't know anything else. Well, ooh, let's don't, don't let's do a show about young Yoda where he's all spry and deadly. No, no, I'm good, thank you. I'm all right. I'll I pass. That 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 his manner of speaking is going to get really old really fast, guys. Why does everything have to be a goddamn prequel? Why why do we have to like? It's so fucking lazy like where do you know where all these characters end up we already have all like all you're doing is filling in gaps that 
don't necessarily need to be Yoda being a 900 year old Jedi master adds to his mystique. I don't need to know how he got there. Why not ruin it more for no, because I don't want it ruined more than it has been ruined. Now you're talking like solo, a star Wars story again, which by the way, isn't a terrible film. It just didn't need to happen because you took all the mystique out of Han Solo. Like it's, he was this lovable rogue that had this checkered past, leave the past checkered. It's like the Matrix films, right? You didn't see Zion in the first Matrix film. It just gets referred to. And then in the next two, you get to see Zion and you're like, Ugh. yeah, this is shit. Yeah. Sometimes the mystique of sometimes what the audience creates in their mind is far, far better than if you have to put it onto the screen. So Jeff prequels dislikes he dislikes he does. Sam, I appreciate what you did, but also that's terrible. That's bad. You should feel bad, but. Yeah, I do. I don't like prequels. It, it's it's to me, it's the laziest form of film and, and writing. It's it's make something new. I don't care if you take the old characters, but put them in new situations. Don't give me gap fills between Jedi and whatever. Like, who fucking cares? Well, I mean, that was kind of the the idea behind the prequels, right? It was to be the story of Anakin, not the story of Luke. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. To How are those point- prequel movies? Were they good? I mean, they're they're Oof. absolutely loved by a whole generation. They are and absolutely by far. Most people think Episode Three is the best of all Star Wars. They're wrong. No, of course they're super wrong. I get they're wrong, they're wrong, but no, there's no, a lot more wrong. of them of us. Yeah. See, Sam, Sam, Sam. I feel like that happened with all the John Wick movies. First one has this dark, seedy underworld, and movies two, three, and four put a light on everything. Yeah. And then I just finished watching The Continental. And same thing, like it's it's just you're taking stuff that that in your mind you'd built up to be this amazing thing, but all in your mind because it's only like briefly alluded to, and then they like show you what it is, and, and it's nowhere near what you had built it up to in the first place. So, and I feel like that's, yeah. So, anyways, so what's the sorry. The prop, you oh, know if, what? If Filoni is to be successful, where does he go with Star Wars? So probably the 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 coming Ray movie that that would be fifteen years after the sequels came out. So it's you're telling a new story. That's the the problem with the sequels isn't just the directionless, right? It would have helped if they had one continuous arcing narrative over three films, mm-hmm. like the other two trilogies did. But you're telling a brand new story with brand new characters in a largely new setting. So you've got to be able to world build again. You've got to be able to character build again. You have to do all. You have to put the work in. And that's not what happened, which, again, I know you guys are saying Rogue One is amazing, but we've talked about this before. That was my issue with Rogue One is that they didn't get a chance to really build out any of the characters. And by the end, it didn't matter because, spoiler alert, they all died anyway. So, I mean, you're right. Um, As much as I loved the movie, characters are no, they're cardboard cutouts. Yeah, Yeah, you know. And one of the main issues with the sequel trilogy when you watch it is you hardly get any Poe Dameron whatsoever. And then they completely sidetrack Finn for whatever weird fucking reason and almost like just completely abandon his story. They make most of it about Ray, but then even Ray's character, they don't define well. She's all over the place emotionally. You're just like, I don't like, what are you doing? And then it became a lot about Kylo, who had at least a decent arc and a redemption. He's the and all only that jazz. One 
add a bit of an arc, really. Right. So it's it's kind of and then and then never having Luke, Leia, and Han on the fucking screen at the same time when you had all of them under contract for the same movie. I'm like, what in the fuck are you doing? So yeah, you've really got. If you're going to incorporate the previous elements, I'm fine with that. If you're going to incorporate some of the the Star Wars stuff, like I like some people didn't like Ahsoka, but I thought Ahsoka did a really good job, especially for people like me, of introducing me to the characters, introducing me to the world doing some of that world building, doing some of that character development, getting me to know some of these characters. Now, some of them like Ezra, they didn't have enough time to do that, so I didn't give a shit about him. But regardless, they made me care about Sabine. They made me care about Ahsoka. They made me care about Hu Yang. They made me care about these characters in, in a way that, and Hera and everybody else. Like, I didn't know any of them going into that show. But it's still, at the end of the day, right? It's still a prequel. Like, it's still filling in a gap. We already yeah. know where it all goes. It all goes to the sequels. So it's still. I mean, it does, but I mean, the stories that are happening in between can be completely independent stories while still leading you to that. Sure. Right. No, absolutely. But um, here's the thing. You know, Thrawn doesn't win because 10 years from now, Thrawn's not in charge of the first order. He's not even mentioned, discussed, referred to on any level. So it kind of takes away a little bit from him being this big overarching bad. Like how invested do I have to get in this guy when I know at the end of the day, he loses. Clearly he must, he's not around in 10 years running the new revitalized giant star killer base fucking empire first order thing. So mm -hmm. it, for me, that's, that's where the prequels start to get in my head. I'm like, I like to enjoy it for the story. And if the story's well done, that's super cool. But at the end of the day, man, you're not going anywhere new and we know where it ends up. So what am I getting invested in? Like, there's no point. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, the Filoni yeah, thing I, is cool. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for what should be some sort of, I don't know if interconnected is the word I would use, but a clear narrative Yes, piece for Star Wars, that's what we need to be excited about. I think a clear direction. Yeah, right. Where are we going? Right. The yes. stories are all going to be coherent and following each other because they're all going to be part of the same world, not you know a bunch of different people trying to subvert expectations. Right, <clears throat> right. But then you get people like, oh well, The Force Awakens was just like a New Hope. Yeah, yes, it was. Do you know why? Because it worked. Are you kidding me? The Force Awakens makes two and a half billion dollars for that very reason. Yeah. Every fucking Marvel movie is the exact same movie and over and over again. And people are just spooning that shit up. But, well, hey, JS, are they just spooning up Marvel movies anymore? What's going on at Marvel? I uh, What in the hell I don't has know. happened at Marvel? It's not. I don't feel like it's just Marvel, but Marvel in particular is 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 not in a good spot right now disney as a whole is just taking a fucking bath on movie yeah. after movie after movie especially big giant budget movies oh. where they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars and they're not making money unreal they were talking to bob Iger today he's head of disney he left for two years and then came back and he came back to this and he's talking about the same thing he was talking about before basically too many sequels not enough original content, too much content. We've got to help, you know, pull back on that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, they're they're pumping and dumping too many movies so fast. Well, there's a lot of reasons, and 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 I think we're gonna try to discuss as many as we can here. And guys, if you have more reasons that you think why this is happening, leave them in the comments. By all means. All I know is it's been so bad. Even South Park made a special. Okay, 
yeah about how disney is 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 going down the drain and 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 they're losing money like big time right now like the, yeah. it's not even funny anymore right we yeah. were saying before the show went before we went live we're talking big blockbuster movies here right movies that have a 200 million dollar plus budgets there are a lot of those that come out in a year when you think of all the star wars and the marvels and the you know the animes like wish like we were saying that, that was over 200 million dollar budget on a cartoon i want to get to that one in a second do you guys know how many of those big budget disney well not just disney overall how many big budget big 200 plus million dollar budget movies made money in 2003 in 2000 sorry 23 and i'm talking movies that did not lose money how many of them are there if anybody knows do we have a guess we should have a poll up should have put a poll up how many films in the 200 million plus budget made money were successfully profitable this year in 2023 one one film in the 200 million plus budget range made money. One. Does anybody know which film that is? We'll give the chat a moment here to figure one out of the which first which, one of the year. Which film? Sam's already got oh, it. Guardians 3. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 made over $800 million at the global box office. It is the only one of those films that turned a profit. Why? Why are big budget movies, especially big budget movies coming out of Disney, failing so spectacularly hard at the box office? It's too much building by committee now. It's too many bean counters making movies, hiring people that don't really understand the products, that don't understand the IPs. You're hiring people to make movies like Snow White, and you're hiring people that hate the property. That's funny because okay. uh, and, and, they go and, online live on interviews saying they hate the property. Oh, well, that's that's the star of that film. Fuck? That's, yeah, I, I, right? I imagine that's probably not going to be great. But what's funny you say that about like there's there's too much oversight is is they were talking to Disney CEO Bob Iger in the New York Times uh, yesterday. And he said of talking about the Marvels specifically, it came down to a lack of of executive supervision it was shot during covid so there wasn't as much supervision on the set so to speak where we have executives there really looking over what's being done day after day after day so he's saying that there's not enough cooks in the kitchen a lot of us are saying there's too many cooks in the kitchen as sam is saying right here <clears throat> yeah they'll blow my mind with tro yeah the, yeah with the the snow white thing yeah that that one's i mean I get that it's like an uh, Bob is out of touch with everything. You're not wrong. Iger is he's made Iger. some fucked up comments in the last while. Let's be he honest. Has. He's also the guy that was in charge of Disney Marvel during their historic run. He was. So he's it's not like he doesn't have any cred whatsoever, right? Like in 2019, the studio made seven billion billion dollars. That's never going to happen again. Old man yells at internet cloud. Listen, all right? Like, that's too close to me. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Iger is a tool. Zaslav, too. Yeah, like, we're not saying that it's not. It's clearly there's a disconnect between the guys at the very, very tippy top. And then, but that uh, to me, that doesn't necessarily mean that 
the filmmakers and the stars and the writers and all like we can't just say well the guy at the top sucks so everything else is going to suck there's hundreds no, no, and no. hundreds and hundreds of people that are making these products and films and TV shows. Yeah. So what is it about the product itself that's suffering versus just the guys at the top being too? Well, too I think Victoria hit it on the head. Not enough cooks who like cooking in the kitchen, right? You're hiring people that don't like pro these properties. You're hiring people that, you know, don't. Like, you know, the, their reason for making movies isn't to tell a story. It's to teach you a lesson. You're hiring people who, you know, like it's it's become ridiculous now, right? Instead of, you remember back in the day when Star Wars was popular and Star Wars was making money hand over fist, there was one guy at the top saying yes or no, and, and, and that was George Lucas, right? There was one person in charge, and he was the creative direction. And I think, I'm hoping... Filoni is going to be able to help that side when it comes to Star Wars. For the rest of Disney, man, they're in trouble. They're in big, big trouble right now. Yep. Which now they're starting to cut stuff. So now Disney has officially announced that Marvel's special presentations is no longer happening. So Werewolf by Night was the first Marvel special presentation. We know of Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special was one of those as well. Um, not sure if there were any other ones, but there will not be any more. They're going to focus on stuff that's going to actually make them money. Yeah, Andrew's saying, I just read this today, actually, Andrew. That's interesting. So Disney adopting a scrapbooking approach to making movies and films. They film a bunch of variants of the same scenes then try to assemble it into something sensible based on test viewings. So they're they're putting together, yeah, different disparate shots of the same scenes and then throwing it in front of test audiences. The test audience is like, yes to that, no to that. But of course, you're still getting it from a very small microcosm of people before the general public. We've we mentioned this in the podcast a million times before, guys. When, especially when it comes to the Marvel stuff, and you're talking, we like us nerds and geeks get all like, "Well, it's not accurate to this or something." None of that fucking matters. The fans are not who makes or breaks these films. Who makes or breaks these films is John Q. Public. The other 98% of movie going public, not the 1% on the far left, and not the 1% on the far right. It's all the other people that are just regular folk going to see movies. And if they have no desire to go see it, they're not going to go see it like the Marvels. And if they do want to go see it, they're going to go see it like Barbie. You can't talk about the economy. You can't talk about or Guardians or whatever. You can't start to get into the, the socioeconomic reasons why people aren't going to movies because they are. They're just going to movies they have a keen interest in going to see. Maybe they're a little more selective. When it comes to forking over that 20 bucks for the ticket, but that just means you've got to work harder to get their ass in the seat and you haven't fucking done that. Marketing for a lot of these films has been dog shit. Someone said it way up in the chat. They didn't even know Wish was out. Like they didn't even know Wish was a movie. That was I didn't know out. Wish was a movie until I, I I saw that it was out in theater. I forget when. Right? I didn't even know that movie was a thing. I had people tell me they hardly saw any marketing and apparently for the Marvels. It's no good and it's not doing well at all right now. Again, another Disney movie not doing well. So, to me, probably one of the biggest factors when it comes to all of this, by the way, for me anyways, especially when it comes to Disney, because we're focused on Disney, is the streaming. Because you know, so first of all, TVs have gotten way better. Sound systems have gotten way better. You've almost got a theater in your home at a very reasonable price. Tickets, travel, gas, popcorn, food, all of that's grotesquely expensive. If you know that you can just sit at home and wait 45 to 60 days and get to see the movie at home for quote unquote free or whatever, 10 bucks a month or 12 bucks a month, whatever your Disney plus 
membership is costing you, why wouldn't you do that? What is it about that theater experience that's going to get me to bundle up the kids in the car and spend a hundred dollars going to the film that week? Like streaming, I think has really done a major Ashley number on Disney saying that exactly right. People are having issues with money also. So, you know, they're, they're, they're being a lot more selective with the movies they're going to go see in theaters because I can't afford now to pay $150 to take, you know, your, your two or three kids out to the theater and go see a movie. You know, you can't even, anymore. But, every but other even if you could, like, even if you had that level of disposable income, if you have a really kick-ass home theater and you know you can watch it on Disney Plus in 45 days, why would you even bother? Unless it was something that you absolutely had a burning, burning need to see. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus is murdering their theater, murdering their theater because you wish like were you really honestly, honestly, were you going to go see wish in the theaters or were you just going to wait the 45 days to watch it at home? Of course, you're going to wait the 45 days to watch it at home. Yeah. Even if you had the hundred bucks to blow on the theater experience, why would you bother? Now, if Disney Plus isn't a thing and the only way for you to see it is by seeing it in the theater, like back in the day, you didn't have a choice. Or you wait fucking like a year before it comes out on TV or you go out and buy the DVD or the Blu-ray or whatever. You're not doing that anymore. I'm telling you now, man, streaming is going to eventually end up being the death of theater movies, especially mid-range theater movies that don't have some Barbie Oppenheimer level grasp on the zeitgeist. Which is tough because... You know, we're already getting to a point now where people can't afford all of the different streaming services. People are canceling them because there's just too many of them now and it's too expensive. So now you don't even have the opportunity to see some of these movies if they're going to be only coming out on these streaming services. Right. The other thing that we got to think about is how, what is that going to mean to these big budget, you know, two, three, four hundred million dollar movies? Who's going to pay $400 million to make a movie for a streaming service? Nobody. Nobody. And that's that's going to be the other problem. So streaming has already pushed out the mid-range film. No one's doing like comedies anymore in theaters. Nobody's doing like 20 and 30 and $40, $40 million movies. Those are going straight to streaming. Straight now. to streaming. Yeah. So none of those are going to the theaters now. It's 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 like, do you remember how shitty direct-to-video movies were? That was like your like Lion King sequels, mm-hmm. like a direct-to-video. That's what you're getting now with with sub hundred million dollar movies. You shot an eighty yeah. million dollar movie. As long as David Zaslav doesn't like cancel it, like with Batgirl, it's just going to go straight to streaming. It's not going to get a theater run because why would it? You're basically making it for streaming. But now you're saying even the streamers are like, whoa, 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 whoa. we're spending way too much money making content to try to get new people in and it's not working because there's 47 different streaming services now and no one can afford to have them all. So we all bounce around between them, canceling and re-upping and canceling and re-upping based on a program that we want to watch and binge or whatever. We watch the program, we binge it, we cancel that one, then we get that one instead just so we keep our... And now you've got services that are trying to stop you from sharing them to boot, right? So, oh, you're sharing one with your mom or you're sharing one with your kids or, or nope. No, you're not in the same house anymore. We don't like what the hell, man. So anyway, yeah, it's um, yeah, Andre Ferguson, yeah, nailing it. Yeah, Nolan talked about it three years ago. Yep, yeah, he did. He talked about the importance he of did. film. He talked about the importance of theater. Nolan doesn't even like shooting digital. Like he wants to shoot film, and he wants to show film in a theater. Mm-hmm. You have to if you can't figure out a way to make it 
an event to make it something that's really sticking in people's. If you can't make it so the marketing just hammers people home like Barbenheimer did, what are you going to do? You're right. Who's going to pay $300 million for a streaming only movie? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I don't. Netflix giveth and Netflix taketh away because this all starts with Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. They started the streaming. They started doing exclusive content just for their channel. They started spending big money on movies, extraction, red notice, you name it, all these. Yeah, big but we're not talking about three, four hundred million dollar budgets. Oh, I don't know. That red notice, and I imagine that Ryan Reynolds one that they did, that sci-fi one, whatever that was called, the time travel one or whatever, those don't look yeah, fair enough. Like they had the rock, uh, Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds in the same movie. I imagine that movie probably cost them. There's no way it cost them less than $100 million. $25 million per episode of She-Hulk, a streaming oh, show. The, um, it's the most expensive original film, or was until The Gray Man in 2022, and it had a, bill, a budget of $200 million. Crazy. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. But and again... It did banger, right? Like, but what's, well, it okay, but that's the difference. It, when you say it did banger... You already have to be a subscriber to watch it. Are you getting a Netflix subscription just to watch that film? So, so, so no. And, and but you can't see it that way, right? Well, you have because, to. No, because think about it. Your your job as Netflix is is just as much to keep me paying for your service as it is to bring new people on. Because at one point you're not really like like the new subscriber count at one point is going to slow down when everybody has Netflix. Your right. job is to keep as many of those as you can and keep those $20 a month coming. Sure. Right? Uh, so when but, you tell when you No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, but no, no, but but growth is what's keeps investors investing. It's what keeps the money people ha- you have to show growth. You can't For show sure. us a bottom line. You have to show For growth. Sure. So but you know how the they grow these days? Well, they up the prices. That's how sure. they grow these days. Well, they're right? not growing into subscriber base, though. My point stands. How We've had this discussion before. How do you quantify spending $200 million on the gray man? How do you quantify that to the investors? Can you then point to an uptick? We announced the gray man, which I think had what, like uh, Chris Evans and somebody else in it? I don't remember who else is in it. And what, sorry? The gray man, right? That's the one that we were talking about. Uh no no this was Red Notice oh Red Notice so Red Notice we know has got the Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot whatever so do you then see an uptick on subscribers not in money but in subscribers does that bring new people to the service because if it doesn't how do you quantify the two hundred million to the investors we spent two hundred million just to hold where we're at well okay hang on here right um so. I, I don't know how accurate this chart is here. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to share this on the screen just for shits and giggles, guys. Yeah, hang, yeah sh- uh, hang on with me here. Now they're just making uh, us pay more to keep it. Yeah, they all almost every single streaming service has raised their price in the last like six months. Almost every single one. Uh I'll I got to share my whole window. Paramount for ha- Halo only, yeah. And I don't know if there's anything wrong with necessarily grabbing a streaming service for like I'm a big Star Trek guy, so Paramount Plus makes sense to me. Uh, number of Netflix paid subscribers worldwide from first quarter 2013 to third quarter 2023. Right. So 2013 in 10 years. Yep. To 2023. Yeah. So see this steady increase. 
There's only yeah. been a couple of declines in there. Now, yeah. this is worldwide, by the way. They did have a decline in the states, the the, the main region, the domestic mm-hmm. region, last mm-hmm. quarter or whatever it was. But yes, for the most part, you're upwards yeah. of getting close to 250 million subscribers worldwide. Right, At 20 bucks a month. Yes. So as long as you keep doing that. So the question becomes, do you need to be making $200 million movies? Because every, by the way, Netflix is one of them. Every single one of these streaming services that's been spending Boku dollars on these original products have all come out and said, yeah, all that's got to get scaled back. We're spending way more money. But for sure. But, you know, uh, this is a good point, right? I got Paramount for Halo only. We did the same thing, right? We got Paramount. What, What show was it for? I forget now. Uh, there was a specific show we wanted to watch on Paramount, and that's why we got it. And and now I love Paramount. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying so, that doesn't happen. So they got me on that one show, right? I mean, a lot of people it was Twisted Metal. They got Paramount just so they could watch Twisted Metal. A lot of people was Yellowstone. Or I, know, th- I think, and 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 I mean, this is all anecdotal, by the way. Nothing of this is backed up by anything other than us just talking about it. But I think this is what happens a lot too, because I hear this from my friends all the fucking times. Yeah. I got that specifically for that, and then I canceled it because yeah. there was no more use for me at that point. Yeah. So <clears throat> we just talked about it earlier. It's it's the rotation of because not everybody. If we all started to get streaming to replace cable, and now if you have every streaming service, it's actually more than what cable would cost you. Yeah, it's become there's, insane. There's literally anybody have a count? How many actual mainline streaming services are there? There's at least a dozen. I don't know how many there are in total, but it's way too many. And and again, all the products are mostly exclusive to that particular streaming service, especially if it's like the stuff we're talking about, which is stuff that's made specifically by that streaming service for that streaming service. You're only going to see it there. Now, Amazon Prime did something really, really smart as they tied it into their Amazon Prime service through Amazon itself. So you right. got Prime with that. That yes. helped them boost their numbers huge. Yes. A lot of the rest of it, there's a, there was a ton of free trial. HBO Max was getting free trials when it first launched. Disney Plus, I just canceled Disney Plus only because the free trial just ended. <laughs> I didn't want to keep paying for it because it didn't. I wasn't using it enough. So, yeah. So Megan, our Megan, saying the one she uses, Crave, Netflix, Prime, and Disney. Yeah, not every like, and I think that's fairly typical, right? Like everyone's got like three or four. Maybe some of our more biggity bigs have like five or six. Maybe some of us are a little poor. We got like one or two or whatever. But no one's got twelve. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like no one's big pimping, fucking making it rain. Benjamins here and having all the no. streaming services, right? I mean, you have to pick and choose. You do. You really. So do. are you? So back to my original point. I'm so sorry. So are you picking and choosing based on the Gray Man or Red Note? Is is Netflix on your radar to choose because of that OC, because of that original content, or is it because of the massive library they already have? to get your $20 a month. Um that's a good point. I I I would say that for me for Netflix, it's their original content. For Disney, well, I mean it's Star Wars, it's Marvel, it, it's you know, I mean it's it's it is what it is, right? Um you know, I used to be on Crave and Crave has a lot of everything. Right, yeah, it's a massive library. Of, they got rid of Star Trek. That dinks. You know, well, they did, and oh, that's why. Well, that was one of the main get, reasons I moved get rid over of it. Paramount. They lost it when Paramount Plus came out to Canada. Yeah. I was like, um, so I don't use Crave space, anymore yeah. because Crave doesn't have any any original content. Right. 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 Um, well, Discovery Plus. 
Letterkenny and Shorzy. But yeah, I, I like I get it. I get fair it. enough. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm watching Shorzy uh, now. I'm absolutely fucking loving it, by the way. So, right. I have Cray for Game of Thrones. Yes, House of the Dragons. Yes, fair enough. Here, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, uh, Letterkenny. Yeah, there you go. And Lord, I haven't laughed that hard in a while. I'm finding the same. I haven't watched Letterkenny, but I am. I'm literally sitting at my computer with headphones on, guffawing, like laughing like a loon, howling at Shorzy. So, Shorzy's Shorzy's pretty freaking. I mean, funny. I mean, Letterkenny's good, but Shorzy's. You've got to be Canadian, and you've got to be into hockey. And if you're if you're those two things, Shorzy is absolutely your show. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's not gender specific, but it is hockey and Canadian specific. If you don't love both of those things, you're not going to get Shorzy. But if you do, it's going to speak to you on a, on a part of your soul that you didn't even realize you had. So mm-hmm. um, I want to get off of Disney's case a little bit here. Uh, we've means. been talking about them for like a half an hour. I know yeah. we said this we knew that was going to happen. Like, yeah, yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. Um, pictures got released this week of a brand new Fallout show. Um. I didn't even know it was happening, if I'm 100% honest. Or maybe I did and I forgot. Uh, but just this week, the pictures started popping up, and I was like, oh, my God, that looks dope. Like, they look like they're hiring actual cosplayers to build these things. And you know what? They fucking are. <laughs> Our buddy Evil Ted is actually working on or, or was working on this production. I think they're done the actual filming now because it's coming out shortly. Right. Um, so he was working on it. If you guys haven't seen some of the pictures coming out of Fallout, go check it out. Some of these armors are freaking dope it looks like this is going to be right off like the video game uh i'm not a big fallout guy i think Nor jeff you said you you I played fallout a little I, bit i think it was like maybe new vegas or so. i don't know i i played one of them back in the day and i and i haven't i haven't played anything since and i think we talked about it before like the follow community is 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 small ish, but they're like fanatic about that game. So I imagine the show's kind of like Halo. I, I imagine it'll do well. Hi, Crystal Duncan here saying Fallout my fav thing ever. Cannot wait to see it. I mean, I'm not even into Fallout, and and I'm not gonna lie, I kind of looking forward to this. I uh, I the, the the pictures that I'm seeing makes me want to find out more about this world. I'm not gonna lie. Um, the problem is I'm never well. I shouldn't say I've never. I I have been into video games. I just I don't have time to play video games anymore. I don't have the consoles. I don't have computers built for for gaming. Like gaming's just not my thing. So I never really got into Fallout. I did start watching the Halo show finally though, which like you were just saying, it's actually pretty good. A lot of it's got a lot of flack, but I'm a couple episodes in right now and and I'm digging it. Um so you said I've just been crushing Starfield. Starfield's the current big massive thing. Uh, just gonna bring up some pictures here, guys. So, if you are listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you come and check this section of the podcast out here on YouTube. Because yeah, these are some of the pictures. Look at that thing. Yeah, like like bonkers, right? Like, I mean, I would like do the this. level of the level of detail that you've got going on there. Walton Goggins, by the way, if you don't know who Walton Goggins is, he was on Justified. He was actually this is this is Walton Goggins here on the left. Mm-hmm. So this is the character that he's playing. And that is the live action makeup that you're seeing what he's going to look like. That's craziness. Yeah. So, I mean, like they're definitely someone spending some money. There's no question there. And it is prime video. So, I, again, this is another one of those things that we've talked about where it's an O.C., I mean, it's it's original content. I mean, it's based on a game, obviously, but it's still 
it's still being produced and by the one of the streamers. So yeah, I mean that looks that looks dope as shit. Do we like, know who is actually great. producing this? It's it's Prime Video, so it's it's Amazon. Oh, it's Prime. Prime. Oh, well, yes. there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, man. this is going to be crazy. I think um, this is going to rejuvenate the Fallout fandom. I think uh, next year, well, whenever this comes out, you're going to see a lot of Fallout cosplays at the conventions. Um, Fallout's back. I, with this show, I'm telling you, Fallout's going to explode again. And uh, as he's saying, people are all, are definitely already starting to make the cosplays for, from those photos. I bet. I bet. But again, when you look at the, you know those photos, they look like they're right out of the video games, right? Like when you see pictures... From the Fallout video games, it's what it's exactly what it looks like. I can't wait to see the world. You know, yeah. when people make Fallout designed stuff, how it's got that old post-apocalyptic, dingy, deserty, a nuclear bomb exploded here 50 years ago look. I can't wait to see how they how well that translates. Um, because that's a big, big part, Nuka-Cola. <laughs> yeah. Save your bottle caps, kids. Yeah. Save your bottle caps. Uh, I want to see the ghouls. Yeah, it, it it's it's going to be something. I uh, I can't. My my prediction is it's either going to be amazing or terrible. I I don't think there's going to be anything mid range about it. Either mm. they're going to nail it and the story is going to be great and all the practical effects are really going to like be shown off well, or it's going to be just an absolute train wreck. That's that's my that's my very uneducated opinion on what's going to go on with this Fallout series. So mm -hmm. hopefully it's good. I, we'll see uh, hey man if it's if it looks like it's great and the story looks cool and i don't have to be like a huge fallout nerd to get into it i'll totally give it a shot i'm i've reached an age i found though that i can drop shit no problem like i'll be halfway through a movie and i'll be like nope this is yeah, terrible I just give up on it yeah. and no for some of my friends that drives them crazy they're like no if i start something i have to finish something. i'm like no man i value my time and if it's not entertaining me if i'm just slogging through it bye bye felicia i don't care it's all gone so yeah, I'll, I'll find myself, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I'm like, well, I could be doing this without that. So why yeah. am I doing that? Like, there's no. Yeah, I don't want to invest in that anymore. No, definitely. Uh, the the first of the three Doctor Who specials has come out. Um, actually, I think the second one was coming out. Was it today? Yesterday? Uh, Saturday. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. 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 Oh, it's all every three Saturday. Oh, there you go. All three Saturdays. So the first one came out. Um, of course, Jeff here, not being a Doctor Who fan, has not yes, watched I it. I am a Doctor Who fan. I have just not watched <laughs> any of the new ones as far as that goes. So I'm about halfway through 12. So I haven't even seen any of 13's run. So I've not seen 13 regenerating to 14, which was 10. And so I have not seen. Yeah, I haven't watched any of 13 either. I have this weird thing that every time they replace the Doctor, I get pissed off. You get then, mad. I know. And you then know. I don't. And then I don't watch. And then I come back to it later. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. Like, I've done this every time. Uh, but this time, 13 regenerated into 10. Right. And David Tennant is obviously back. Yes. Uh, and, and specifically, for some weird reason, with Donna. Yes. Bumps into I mean Donna. some weird reason. Well, oh, because. Donna. No, no, no. But there's a whole there's a whole reason why he's he's regenerated as 10. And why the TARDIS brings him to Donna. Right. 
There's something going on there, right? Oh, yeah, because she has uh, to forget, right? Like, she's not supposed to remember any of that shit, right? Well, listen, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. All right, that's fine. That's, that's dealt with. All right. Well, um, it would have to be. Now, I did see, by the way, I saw a clip of the new set of the new TARDIS. Yes. It's fucking gigantic. It's never been it that big. It's like he's running around in it. I'm yeah. like... Talk about being bigger on the inside. What in yeah. the balls? He even makes a reference to it when they go in. And he's like, oh, my God, it's it's bigger than it's ever been. It's crazy how big it yeah. is. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there? It's a, massive, and, and it's got a lot of lights, and it's got scaffolding and, and ladders, and it's it's very busy. Yeah, but it looks like an Apple store, though. It's very just like white. It kind of does. Like, it's yeah. very like, I feel it's like a lot of very like reminiscent the... of the first Doctor's TARDIS. Is it? Okay. Yeah. For me, anyway, very reminiscent to. I haven't watched Doctor. the special. I just saw that clip and I'm like, oh, it feels like they took all the personality out of the turret. Like, it just looks like a giant, like, it looks like a mall. Like, I don't know what's, why is it A, why is it so big? And B, why is it so drab? Why is everything just white and gray now? Like, yeah, I don't I know. I need it to be a little. Uh, I don't need to be dingy necessarily, but I need to be a little more feast for the eyes than than mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely more feasts for the eyes as it's uh, blowing up at the end of the episode. But anyway, uh, guys, if you're not already subscribed to this damn channel, make sure you click that subscribe button. And there's 24 of you guys here in the chat right now. I better see 24 likes on this. We are here every we're week entertaining you guys. So let us know you like us. What the um, fuck? It has a coffee maker now, though. Well, I mean, there's that. I it guess. does have yes. a coffee maker now. That's right. Well, it's that's big enough. Right. Uh, no, it was. It was. I I enjoyed the episode. Um, it was fantastic to see him back. Um, there's an intrigue still around the why. Um, well, they got two more episodes to figure it out. Yeah, it, it's especially weird knowing that he's essentially going to die and regenerate again in two episodes, right? Fair. Um, now, are we going to get hit with so, another I don't go? Because I don't know if I can handle that again. That broke my fucking heart. I think I think this is his swan song, so I think you may get the opposite. Or like, uh, I'm okay to go this time or something. Well, what if fact, I, maybe right? that's why I can't watch these. Maybe I'm not going to be okay for him to yeah, go. Yeah, that's I'm what not... I'm worried about is people are going to get reattached to him because he's back. And and if I, how long has he been gone? 15 years? Has it been that long? I think it's been 15 years. It was early 2000s. Either way, for however long he's been gone, it's him. Andrew has some thoughts, apparently. Andrew's got some spicy thoughts. The special was a letdown as the 60th anniversary did nothing to celebrate the doctor. Instead, the opposite, making him look foolish. Nothing like the 50th. There will never be anything like the 50th. Well, you got to remember, Andrew, that the special is a three-episode special, right? It's a three-episode arc. And I agree with you that at the end, they make him seem foolish. And they kind of denigrate him a little bit which was completely unnecessary, uncalled for, and absolutely pointless other than to make a point, which was the dumbest thing ever. Um, but if you forget that, I enjoyed the rest of the episode. You forget all that. If you forget the ending, the other three quarters of it is amazing. Listen, it's one scene. There's one scene they, that they should have just cut out. That was just the stupidest thing ever. But I don't want to spoil it. Um 
I see. I'm still. I'm seeing this. So it's an onion saying you haven't watched since the '80s, and then Zeppa Prop saying Marcy and I are trying to decide where to start with Doctor Who. Haven't watched since the '80s. I mean, if you wanted to yeah. be like, so there was a there was a bit of a lull. It, it was never like completely gone, but it was off TV like a regular TV show for a while. So if you start with nine, if you start with a 2009, they don't like calling it a reboot, but that's kind of what it is. If you start with Eccleston, it's going to be still quite a bit of TV for you to watch, but that's going to get you more in tune with what the current doctor who looks like as opposed to nine is the beginning of this this show. era yeah. yeah so start from eccleston that's what ice cavoy says and 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 yeah same with silky saying start from nine yeah now some of that early nine stuff is a little Ooh. rough horrible right so you've kind of gotta horrible. like slug through and doctor who's kind of always been like that like some episodes are like amazing and then some episodes are like when is this fucking thing getting over so you just kind of have to like take that in stride but if you're looking to get into it if you absolutely want to like shorten that a bit you could theoretically start with 11 you could start with matt smith because they do have a new showrunner that starts with matt smith it's a new tardis a new showrunner a new doctor it does have a bit of a change in tone you would miss 10 which for a lot of us is like the best i disagree I disagree because then when you get to the War Doctor story, you completely miss out on the who 10 is, right? If 10 shows up, it means nothing to you if you haven't watched that. Okay. My point is you don't necessarily have to watch three seasons of Doctor Who to experience 10 showing up in the, the, the in day of the Doctor. What is the, arguably help, the biggest episode of yeah. all of Doctor Who? Like, I'm just, I'm just trying know. to help people that they may not have to watch as much Doctor Who as they... For if me, you're in it just to enjoy, is, no, is, I agree. Ten's my favorite, but I'm yeah. just, uh, like I'm just trying to help with with folks. If you're looking for a jump in point, if coming all the way back from nine seems too much, you could theoretically jump in from eleven and and still have an idea of what's going on. And 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 but anyways, yes, still saying start with nine. No, I agree with you. Yeah, you there's a lot of who, right? I yes. mean, you just and, have to accept and, that. Yeah. Uh, luckily, none Tom of the Baker. seasons are very long, right? They're always only like seven or eight episodes. Yeah, but those episodes uh, are like an hour long, dude. It's like they are like an hour long. You're right. Yeah. They're like 40, 50 yeah. minute episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a they were one hour TV shows, so they would have been like 46 minutes long or whatever. Yeah, it's a were. commitment. You have to, this has got to be something that you you want to get into. So, yeah. And yeah, you're going to have to suffer through some early dog shit to get to the good stuff. So, but it, it's coming. Sure. I promise you it's coming. By the time Eccleston's, the end of Eccleston's run is when it really starts to get good. And then as soon as 10 shows up, it like catapults in the stratosphere. Yeah. And then you get introduced to like River and you get into all these amazing characters that, yeah. And by the way, they're very cool. Just, and I'm not taking away anything that JS just said, but there's a whole bunch of shit. If, cause I'm not that familiar with stuff that's pre Eccleston, and a whole bunch of that shit finds its way into the show, too. So there's still going to be a whole bunch of references you're not going to get. Characters are going to show up that you don't know who they are. Things are going to get talked about specifically. You're going to be like, I have no idea what that is. Don't worry about it. You're, it, it, there's just who's been on for 60 years. There's going to be shit you're just not going to know that they're going to reference. That's, you just have to accept that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyways. My ability to comment came back. Oh, good. Excellent. That's that's very good. Or the very short-lived eight. Yes. Paul McGinn. Nice guy, by the way. Yeah. One uh, TV special. That was it. Yeah. And that's what I mean. For There was a time where there wasn't really a lot of Doctor mm -hmm. Who going on. But that was that what? Was 95? 98? Definitely in the 90s, I believe. In the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, McGann Doctor actually Who... does the uh, McGann does the circuit. He does the, the con circuit sometimes. So oh, does he really? Yes. Yes. You can actually um, meet McGann. 
So Doctor Who had gone off the air for for quite a few years when yeah. when a U.S. outfit decided they wanted to make a Doctor Who an American Doctor Who. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's and I've been hearing this too. Rumors is going to be an uh, an eight spinoff series, which would be great from again. Yeah, absolutely. No, did sure. he come back in an episode? I know Baker did, and of course, yeah, the the three doctors there. I don't know. That's a good question. Well, the three doctors that wasn't that was uh, a, an actor playing. I think it was his son or his grandson playing the original. The second oh no, doctor yeah, or whatever. I'm so sorry, I was just talking about. Um, the day of the doctor we had the war doctor oh 10, sorry yeah altogether yes, that's yes, yeah yes. that's all i meant yeah see i think we've talked about that before for me like like the like the like the day of the doctor is it 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 peaked there and it's just never it's just never anything i've seen since then it's just been like it hasn't lived up to that it's like end game right like you hit a pinnacle and you just you just can't get up there again and everything after that just feels like a pale shadow of what was so it's it's made it difficult for me to get back into it but anyways I'll, yeah, I'll, no, I'll, I understand because it kind of it, it kind of of it explored something in Doctor Who that we didn't even know existed, right? Like there's a whole other Doctor, right, that we didn't know even existed, that they obviously knew right away, um, and there's a whole real ugly part of his life that was basically revealed to us in this episode that kind of changed the way you perceive the doctor. <clears throat> so there was no going back after that episode, but then they didn't go back. Then the next week it was just something else. Like it never happened. And it was like, well, fuck man. Like what was the point then? <laughs> right. <laughs> like uh, That's what happens when you have episodic television, man. It's yeah. like Star Trek, right? The next episode of Star Trek, the next generation, you're like, Oh, everybody's back to everybody's cool. It's all, it's all good. Yeah. yeah nothing mattered. Uh, Everyone's know. fine. Except, uh, except Tasha, of course, but you know, we don't talk about Tasha. I, I don't know where this came from, but uh, uh, Tim is saying, I love Invincible. I'm I'm in the process of watching ep uh, season two right now. So uh, I'm an episode four, behind. You get well, you get four episodes, and then it's so there's, there's the four episodes. Oh, is that it? And then you get the other four. Ah, uh, well, the four are out now. Yes, correct. Uh, so I'm, I'm three episodes in. I haven't watched the Adam Eve one. There's also a fifth. I didn't Adam watch Eve. that one either. Yeah, I haven't watched that one. one. That's like a, I think it's like her. It's like a prequel. It's like how yeah. she becomes. Yeah, I'm having an issue with keeping up with the story because there's two stories going on of two different marks and two different universes going on. Right. And then you get the episode, and then the episode ends, and then you get another episode, and that's the other story. That kind of happened once in the, in episodes three and four. You don't see the alternate mark at all. You oh, see, okay. You see prime mark. So oh, okay. I'm not saying there's like... not going to be more of that. There will be, but still, it's right. it's definitely it focuses on prime mark and mm -hmm. some some something something goes down, and you're just like oh, and then you're like oh, and then there's a anyways get through the end of four. four episode four is a fucking banger like yeah. it's very well with very how good. three ended i can assume four is gonna be yeah uh a lot of uh fist fights let's put it that way um the only last thing i had on my list really that i want to talk about is is something that's a couple weeks old now too and we haven't really talked about it all and that's frozen empire the brand new ghostbuster right. teaser trailer yep um <clears throat> I think I think there's a reason we didn't talk about it. 
Yeah, because the trailer was dog shit. It's pretty underwhelming. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like, for a follow-up like, to Afterlife. Yeah, and and I get it. It's just a teaser, um, but it was very badly put together. It it was disjointed. It doesn't. It looks weird. Like it looks like everybody's a fucking Ghostbusters in this movie. Like everybody now is a Ghostbuster. You get a Ghostbuster. Uh. You get a proton pack. You get a proton pack. You get a proton everybody pack. gets a proton pack. Like you know, that's kind of what it feels like. Um, I loved at the end though with the red Canada Goose parkas because <clears throat> you could see the Canada Goose badge on their arms. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, as much as I'm looking forward to this movie. What's this going on, man? This like, I hope they comes, don't screw this up. It kind of comes back to what we were talking about before, like that, like Afterlife was was marketed virally, like where it's the son, it's Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman, and we're trying to recapture the magic of right. that 1986 film or whatever. Forget the sequel, forget the remake. We're we're really trying to, and the, and they did. They even brought back the original cast. They even fucking CGI ghost fucking Spangler and shit. It 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 was able to to really key into that nostalgia and and that's what brought you to the theater in the first place. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it ended up being a decent movie kept you going to the theater and kept you watching it. You don't have any of that anymore because you've already you've already spent that on the first film. So now the only thing you have for this film is the previous film. And like I said, the previous film's good. It's not earth shattering. It's not. It's still not the original. It could be argued as better than the sequel, and it's definitely better than the remake. But it's it's still like a like a six and a half or a seven on the film scale, right? That's all you kind of have to build on it right now. So I, I'm yeah. I'm a little bit concerned that we've already Quantumania shown that Paul Rudd himself just can't, is not enough to carry your film to heights, right? No, as charming as he is and as great as he is, no. So unless they find a way to to further unlock that nostalgia piece, maybe being back at the firehouse is going to help. Which, by the way, the original title I thought was they were going to be calling it Firehouse. So I don't know where Frozen that was the Empire working from. title. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Why that might have been Frozen better, Empire. I don't know. Such a weird name, but it is. I have hopes, but yeah, that trailer was dog shit it was not yeah. good i don't know what they were thinking of cutting that thing together so hopefully it's going to be good but yeah there's a there's a good reason why not only we're not talking about it but fucking nobody was talking about it because mm. it was so underwhelming and it kind of like yeah. came and went and then it was just like all right what else is going on this week <laughs> you know what i mean i like, mean it, i mean from the trailer obviously the old cast is coming back again uh, right. It looks like they're all in it again, and it looks like they're going to be trying to bank on that nostalgia again. Um, I don't know. I uh, I love the Ghostbuster movies. I mean, obviously, one is my favorite. Two is I, I, I still love dearly, even though it's nowhere near as good as the first one. Um, like you said, the 2016 or whatever. I mean, I know people hated it, and, and even myself, I didn't think was the greatest but I, I didn't hate it um and this one i thought was fantastic definitely the second best so yeah we'll see i uh i'm hoping this is good because it's a franchise that i love and it's a franchise that i want to see more of but you it kind of has to be if there's going to be any more of it right so the, mm -hmm. they had their kick in the can with the first one to try to bring the property back and they did i know it didn't make huge money but it was it still made enough money to be profitable so yeah 
goes back to our discussion before is it going to be enough to get people to go out and see it or are people just going to wait until it comes out on streaming like it's it's going to have to be something that drives people there with something and so far they've driven us away with that dog shit trailer so fingers crossed they can come up with something better a better trailer and write the ship on that but i mean we'll see i mean it's going to be coming out uh at one point yeah so... having ernie hudson Ernie Hudson, forever the man, uh, and actually sure. saying she met Ernie. He's an awesome guy. And Sam saying he shared fries with him at Niagara Falls and the fries sucked and he was disappointed. Well, I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes them fries suck. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like everything coming out, we didn't get a chance to watch it, but JS and I were going to try to watch the new Furiosa trailer that just dropped literally today. Uh, Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. So mm-hmm. Anya, Anya Taylor Joy is playing a young Furiosa. So we get to see how Furiosa becomes, I don't fucking, it's another goddamn prequel. It's just shoot me in the goddamn face. Nothing against Anya Taylor Joy, nothing against the character Furiosa. She was clearly, and Charlize Theron murdered it in Fury Road, which is a fantastic movie. Give me the next Mad Max movie, man. Or give me a solo Furiosi movie in like that and now, like a future. Why am I getting a prequel to a character you've introduced in one film that wasn't even called? Ah, I don't, I don't get it. Well, I'd like to think that probably because the actors are cheaper. I don't know, man. She had that hit, that Queen's Gambit. She had that hit thing. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, again, maybe it'll be good. I don't know, but. I, I don't know why it is. If you have a choice between doing a sequel to Fury Road or a prequel to Fury Road, what do you do? For me, yeah, it would be a sequel for sure with the same people. Of course know? it would. It's even like, set up for a goddamn sequel. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Why is this a 100%. thing? Ugh. Yeah. No, I agree. I but agree. Maybe it's going to be a banger. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fury Road was so good. So, why, by the way, it came out in 2050. So, it's eight years later. And we we waited eight years for a prequel that doesn't even have Max in it. Yeah, that's weird. What are eh? we doing? Yeah, we're doing a Mad Max movie, a Mad Max show without Mad Max. So are it's like we doing, doing a Batman show without Batman? Oh, wait, they do that all the time. Yeah, but imagine the Batman comes out with Robin Pattinson and then we don't get anything for eight years. And when eight years comes out, it's a prequel Catwoman movie. What the fuck are you doing, man? Oh, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's a prequel Alfred movie. Oh. Where it's Alfred Pennyworth and, at war and, you know, first getting hired on by you know, the I Waynes. I don't yeah. understand the world we live in. Nothing makes sense anymore. I'm telling you, it makes me so mad. Well, this is what happened uh, when they can't come up with an original idea anymore, right? And, and and I feel like it's a big a big problem that we're having right now, especially. <laughs> Look what you did. Look what you started, guys. They made a prequel Alfred show. It's called Pennyworth, and apparently, it's actually quite good. Mm-hmm. So you you can see that. Yeah. I don't know why you'd want to, but apparently, you can. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of half joking there because there's been a bunch of Batman Don't jokes without Batman. Alfredo. Alfredo. Ah. <laughs> hey, Alfredo, forget about it. I don't even, I don't even know. I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, uh, uh, I do know uh, one thing's happening. Uh, Cosmos in the District is happening this Saturday. It is. In the Christmas market. Downtown be Toronto, there the and be square. Should be a good time, guys. If you're able, come and join us. 
Some shenanigans are abound, that's for sure. Oh, and drinks. Oh, bless you. Thank you. I hope I muted it in time. Yes, you there did. will be drinks. You did. I mean, we'll be in the distillery district. Of course, there's going to be drinks. But yeah. I think I'm I think I'm coming down with a cold, which it doesn't matter. I'm going anyways, guys. Trust me on this one. Unless the weather is absolutely fucking terrible, I will be there. Editor Megan will be there. Uh, our boy JS will be there. So we're definitely going to have some contingents of the Geeks & Co. out there. And yes, apparently we're going to have a whole bunch of the faithful coming out. So uh, yeah, Megan asking, is this an outdoor market? It is. So it is calling for rain that day, by the way, guys. So maybe bring an umbrella or... So right now, they're saying light scattered rains in the morning. Um, so we should be okay. Um, at the same time, by the time the evening comes around, the temperature will drop and it won't be rain. It'll be snow. Uh, and uh, yeah. So don't worry about it. Just, you know, Natasha will be there. Uh, Andrew will be there. Uh, Andre will be there. Uh, I'm sure Victoria will be there. Victoria, bring a jacket this time. Uh, yes. apparently, apparently, Steph will not be there. She will be in Montreal. Mm. And that's okay. Nice. Uh, Crystal saying, not sure I can come, but I'll let you both know. Please do. Yeah, I know you were saying, well, I forget now. Uh, our boy. Come, but. Michael Icon. Will Michael will be there. Yeah. Oh, confirmed. Rob the bad guy. Yeah. Rob will be there. Is. Rob will, in fact, be there. Yeah. 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 Still not sure what Rob will be sporting. I'll bring a he jacket, will but will I wear it? If you bring it, we'll make sure you wear it. I mean, you know, maybe getting like Christmas cosplays that are incorporated warm clothes would be, you know, ideal, I think. And this is okay, by the you way, know. guys. If I do get to go, I'll be myself most likely so far to get dressed up for me. Yeah, you guys, you don't have That's to get totally dressed up. Totally fine, yeah. Dean McGinnis, what's the theme? Uh, Christmas cosplay. So we're going to be at the Christmas market in the distillery district in Toronto, downtown Toronto. We're all just going to take a cosplay that we currently own and Christmas-fy it. Christmas-fy? 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 I don't know. Christmas. Whatever it is. Take your cosplay and make it Christmas, nerds. And that's what we're going to do. And we're going to take some pictures. We're going to shoot some video. And then we're going to see the lights. We're going to get some drinks. We're going to get some food. We're just going to have a big social. By the yeah. way, we should probably figure out ahead of time where we're going for drinks or food. If there's going to be like 20 of us, we should probably try to. Um, you know, the problem is, is I've called before and none of the places in the distillery district take any reservations on Saturdays during that the might, Christmas market. That might be tough. So it's one of those things where we'll have to wait anywhere Xmify? we go. Xmify you know? is not bad. We can do that. Xmify. Xmify. Uh, tinsel everything. Yeah. I'm going to do Christmas Negan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to wear a jacket. I get to have a bat. It'll have lights on it. It'll be fine. Yeah. And I'm going to do place. my, yeah. uh, my Santa Predator. Santa uh, Predator. Last time we went to um, like this. I forget what brewery we went to, but they're all breweries, right? Like the, the, we were in the distillery district. Oh, I know. So coming this year, <laughs> um, there are a couple of places that are more restaurant-y type places. Uh, oh, we definitely were at one last year. Bean spilling. Oh, there we go. The bean Christmas Kylo Ren. Nice, nice, nice. I was telling him he needs to somehow figure out a way to make his lightsaber go red and green, red and green, red and green, red and green. <laughs> 
Mm, yeah, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> if that's the thing it can do, you should definitely make it do. Well, that. it does it, but you know, it would. Oh, it look, it's funny. an early, it's an early Christmas present for me. Jamie saying, "Not me." Oh, thanks, Jamie. I didn't get you anything for Christmas. That's nice. Thank you so much. My nemesis will not be there. Uh, uh, Jennifer saying, saying it was Mill Street. Mill Street. Yeah, yeah, I've actually been to, I've been and eaten at Mill Street. So yeah, yeah. Foods, foods there is decent. The food's beers, good. It's beers not okay, super but, expensive. Yeah. Uh, it's big, so they have a lot of room. Yeah. Uh, they have a nice big giant fireplace that we were sitting right next to last time. Patisserie is nice. fantastic. Yeah, it it may come down to that. If there's going to be this many of us, if everybody shows up like they said they're going to show up, we we were just going to need a spot that's going to be able to house all of us. So yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, night, all have fun this weekend to stay warm. Thank you, Stephen. Absolutely, you as well. Oh, we'll make sure we stay warm. I'll make sure to pack a flask of whiskey or something. I'm just going to keep swinging the bat around. It'll be fine. There you go. Oh, a flask of go. whiskey. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Hey, do I have a Where's flask, your flask around here? Oh, look, look I do. Where did I get this? Oh, oh I don't know. Red Moon Glassworks right here from our friend Stephanie, who's in the chat, who was on a couple of weeks ago, talking about her business. So the witcher kids in case you're wondering what the uh what the name is there for it's empty right now but uh yeah that's a, that's a, that's a good papa's gonna fill that before i come to toronto yes sir yes saturday sir. we'll see you guys there but uh i'll ask tonight if i'm allowed to go says crystal absolutely for sure andre saying he's doing luke cage still gotta make my edit nice yeah man bring it out how the heck am i supposed to xmas five krampus i don't think you have to sir i think that's good I'm pretty sure Krampus I is mean, already ex. Krampus, is, yeah, yeah, and I can't wait to see his Krampus. I uh, I've seen pictures. I want to do a Krampus. I've been talking about doing a Krampus for years. I want a big, giant, tall Krampus like in the movie, uh, where you, you know he'd be like nine foot tall or whatever. Uh, but totally something I I, I want to do for these type of events, right? Being able well, to go to the Christmas plan it for next year and do the Christmas parades and. <laughs> As Krampus, right? Absolutely, you should. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. uh, well, Ali says she has a Deadpool flask. Well, if you were coming, you could bring it. She has a birthday party. Coming. She can't so, do you know, so, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I think that is going to be it. You're right. I, uh, I know you got to get to bed. I got to be downtown Toronto tomorrow morning. So I got to get going as well. But, uh, any parting words, my friend? I don't think so. This was great, guys. We uh, we hadn't done this one of these in a while, where it's just the two old men just just shaking their fists at the sky. So, uh, and mm -hmm. you guys had some great feedback and 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 kept us on and off topic all the way throughout. So, thank you to everyone that tuned in and everyone that contributed in the chat. This is why we do this, guys. So, thank you very very much. Thanks again, to everybody that's ordered some merch. The merch will be coming. Don't worry about that. It's it's getting shipped out very, very soon, and it will be there in time for Christmas. If you haven't ordered your merch already, make sure you order ASAP. If you want it by Christmas, order it now. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait, unfortunately. I think Victoria like, share, and subscribe. The melons are uh, coming out. The melons so, are signing off for tonight. <laughs> I think that is going to be our cue. Thanks for watching, everybody. Make sure you stay geeky. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Geek Geek Podcast. Like always, if you prefer to listen to us, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Now make sure you don't forget to click that like and subscribe button as well as the notification bell to make sure you never miss anything.
Oh, and we're still live again. What's going on?